season two. Oh my gosh. I am so excited. I can't believe we've already released season one, like four episodes in. Now we're on to season two. We have six episodes in season two. So get ready to be smart as a cookie with us. And then we have a season three. You got a lot of inspiring content coming your way. So I am so excited to introduce you to our first guest of season two. She is an Olympic athlete and she holds a lot of world records and she is such an accomplished and successful athlete. It was an honor to sit down with her on Zoom and do this interview. So I'm so excited to introduce you to Winter Vinecki. So Winter actually competes in aerial skiing and for Team USA. And we got to sit down with her on Zoom one month before she headed to Beijing, China to compete in the 2022 Winter Olympics. And yes, she is the very first winter to compete in the Winter Olympics. <laughs> first person named Winter to compete in the Winter Olympics. That's pretty cool. Um, Winter, she is just so motivating and inspiring and incredible. Prior to being an aerial skier, um, Winter also was a runner, a triathlete, a ski racer, and she has done marathons all over the world. With aerial skiing, she is taking on a totally different beast. She literally is doing flips in the air off of a giant jump. <laughs> She's going to actually, in our interview, tell us what it feels like to fly, which I told her the only way you could get me to do that is with a harness, and that would even be a stretch. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she has so much grit. She is incredibly, she has an incredibly strong work ethic, and I think she's just such an inspiration to girls and athletes everywhere. Um, I actually got to meet Winter back in 2014. I love like when there's a full circle moment and someone I met like almost 10 years ago <laughs> got to be a part of um, something I'm working on now. So it's it's been really amazing. Um, I met Winter back in 2014 at Girls Life Magazine's Rock Your Life event in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, so yeah, it was really, it was super cool to reunite with her and, and be able to inter interview her and like when you listen to her interview, she is, she's just, she just has so much wisdom to share. And I, our interview is just full of such heart. And I, I'm really excited for you to listen to it. She has amazing advice for girls pursuing their big dreams and goals. And she shared what it's like to smash world records. She's literally smashed them, like just smash those world records <laughs> and also how to change the world. You're here a little bit more about um, team winter. So Let's get into this interview. You're smart as a cookie. Let's go. <laughs> we have a very special guest joining us right now. Everyone, please give a big welcome to Winter Vanecki. <laughs> oh my gosh. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Winter. Thank you. Excited to be here. Yes, I'm so, so excited. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I heard you are an amazing athlete. I actually met you back in 2014, which is crazy you were speaking about team winter so we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit later but um I also heard maybe you are hoping to be the first winter at the at the winter olympics so tell us a little bit more about yourself so I'm from a small town in northern Michigan originally Gaylord Michigan 
grew up doing all kinds of different sports. I was a runner, a triathlete, and then um, a ski racer. And so did all those sports for several years and then got into the crazy sport of aerial skiing. So now have been competing in aerial skiing over the last numerous years and um, have been on the U.S. ski team for at least five years now and am now headed to Beijing shortly and hoping to be the first winter in the Winter Olympics. So I've officially qualified for the team as of just recently in the last couple weeks and um, looking forward to getting over to Beijing and in just a little little bit of time now here. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Well, we cannot wait to watch you compete. That would be so exciting. We'll all have to get, we are very familiar with time zone differences. So we'll, we'll be all set to watch you compete over in Beijing. It'll be very exciting. Um, so you are only 23 years old. You've accomplished so, so much. I have to rattle off your, your list of amazing accomplishments. So here we go. Got my, got my notes out. Let's go. Here we go. So you ran your first 5k when you were only five years old. You achieved two world records by the time you were 15 you were named to the u.s ski team when you were 18 correct me if anything is incorrect <laughs> <laughs> and you recently graduated magna cum laude from the university of utah what that's insane <laughs> i'm so proud of you congrats so how did you accomplish all of that what's your secret to so much success and 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 really just pushing yourself to achieve so much it's tough to say one secret. I mean, obviously I had some amazing parents and my mom and dad always encouraged me to try new things from a young age. So I think that's really important is to not be afraid to go after things that may seem a little crazy or weird or different. You know, we all have different passions in life. I chose a lot of the different sports and aerial skiing and things like that. But then I have three brothers who are all into different things. You know, I have a brother who was a pilot and computer programmer. One's into like finance and loves working out. And um, then I have another who's into aerospace engineering. And so we all have our own unique passions that our parents really encourage us to pursue. And, you know, even though I was a girl, my mom especially always taught me that girls can do anything boys can do sometimes mo in most of the time even better and so I was always just out there encouraged to try new things and to dream big and work hard for those things my grandparents are farmers and grew up um, growing up I always saw how much of a work ethic they had and my grandpa always says you know you have a goal and you need to work towards that goal and so I always just dreamed big and then kept working towards those things and didn't let, you know, age, gender, all these things be barriers and, you know, had amazing village supporters to help me get to where I am. That's incredible. I, um, actually my first, my next two questions have exactly to do with that. But speaking of farm, I'm actually on my grandparents' farm right now. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so did you uh, did you encounter any obstacles along the way? And what advice would you give to Girl Scouts that are um, might feel they're not being taken seriously because of their age? Absolutely. I mean, even when I was nine years old, I had the dream and the goal of doing an Olympic distance triathlon. And this was a race that a lot of people were telling me, you know, wait till you're older, you're never going to finish. But I finished and I beat a lot of the adults in it. And then I had the goal of running a marathon on all seven continents. And this again was something many said I shouldn't go after. I wouldn't be able to do it. And I ended up setting the world record, becoming the, the youngest person in the world to run a marathon on all seven continents before turning 15. 
And it's kind of funny because I originally found this record in a Guinness Book of World Records. And then I beat the world record. I had accomplished it. We submitted it to Guinness and they actually denied it because they thought it was unsafe and I was too young and they didn't want me going after or encouraging other kids to go after running and things like that. And so that was just another one of the obstacles. You know, I still set the world record. Guinness just picks which ones. But that was kind of funny after the fact. Um, and so there was a lot of naysayers and a lot of doubters and people who said, you know, I wouldn't be able to do it. And a lot of the races with the marathons, it was harder getting into the races than actually finishing them because I was so young. So it was hard to find race directors who believed in me and would let me run their races. And so I think the biggest lesson with a lot of it was to just surround yourself with people who believe in you and a good support system, because there's always going to be those naysayers and those doubters and people who tell you that you can't do it. And so for those times where even maybe I doubt myself a little bit, I know I have my mom, my brothers, my family, my friends who are right there um, pushing me to be my best. And honestly, look where you are now. It's in, it's incredible. I I was on your website. Everyone go check out Winter Vinicky's website. Um, and on your website, I saw old footage of you running marathons and doing triathlons. I was like, this is incredible. So I bet it must be such a proud moment to look back and, and see all that. So that, that's so cool. Um, okay, so we love how you use your superpowers for good. So I'm curious if you can tell us a little bit more about Team Winter. Um how does it feel to have such a huge impact on an issue that is so close to your heart? It's pretty neat to be able to not only be out there doing these things for myself, but also for a cause, knowing that I'm helping others. And this all kind of started back even a little bit before Team Winter. So I had this idea of forming sort of a team to be able to help others with my athletics. And so I originally actually wanted to start team winter for childhood obesity because I hated seeing the kids getting picked on in school and things like that. And so wanted to have this team that people could be a part of no matter where they are in the U S they could come together at different running races and triathlons to be a part of something that wasn't just for themselves, but for a cause. And so we actually were going to form team winter for this. And then my dad was diagnosed on his 40th birthday when I was nine with a rare and aggressive form of prostate cancer. And the day he was diagnosed, I knew I wanted to switch the focus a little bit for Team Winter. And so ended up forming Team Winter for prostate cancer research and awareness and was able to get athletes young and old around the world to start racing for Team Winter to help get the blue ribbon out there. And that was one of the crazy things when we first started Team Winter is there was no awareness for prostate cancer. The men didn't want to talk about it. So a nine-year-old girl was going to talk about it for them. And so we wanted to get more blue runs out there because at the time, prostate cancer was more common than breast cancer. And we would find tons of pink ribbons in stores, but, you know, we'd never would find any blue ribbons. My brothers and I would go looking. We couldn't. And so we wanted to get some out there. So did like a whole Team Winter clothing line for triathlons and running. And then um, a lot of our money that we raised, which to date is over a half a million dollars, went to the Prostate Cancer Foundation. And this money went to develop new drugs to treat aggressive forms of prostate cancer, like the kind my dad had. And it went to go fund new young researchers. And so it's pretty cool to be able to see that all the work I went and the, all the work that I did actually was making a a physical and real impact. And it was 
it's really neat to be able to, especially when I was out there racing and I was at Iron Kids ambassador for several series, which for several years, which was a youth triathlon series. And I got to, you know, encourage other kids to race for a cause. And a lot of the times I would get letters back from people who I had sent first place trophies to, um, who were affected by prostate cancer. And I'd get these letters back of, you know, how meaningful it was for them to know that someone was out there fighting for them, which was, was really heartwarming. And, you know, I ended up losing my dad to prostate cancer. He only lived 10 months after the time he was diagnosed, but it's pretty cool to be able to know that I can, you know, maybe help others. So other families don't have to go through what my family had to go through. Oh my gosh. I, I am so sure that your dad is, is honestly so proud of you and your whole family. It's, um, I recently lost my grandmother. Um, so I understand what you're, you went through and it's, uh, I, I definitely know that everything that you're doing is making a huge impact and it's, it's amazing to see such, um, action come from, uh, your heart to be very honest. Yeah, it's great. Um, what advice would you give to Girl Scouts that want to make a huge difference in the world just like you did and are continuing to do? I think the biggest thing is just to dream big and be willing to work hard for it, you know, and along the way, help others and be kind to others because you never know what other people are going through or what their story is. We all have our own stories. And at the end of the day, we just need to support each other and encourage each other amazing girl scouts listen to winter that's amazing so you are going to be competing in aerial skiing at beijing 2022 okay the olympics are starting on february 3rd frost in the u.s we're super excited so aerial skiing we're gonna see you flying through the air you're doing i'm i think i would call them flips and spins and twirls i'm not sure exactly what the technical term is but that's what we're gonna say when we're watching um I can't even imagine like what kind of courage that must take. So where do you find the courage to make those jumps? And when you fall, how do you convince yourself to get back up? You're exactly right. It's flips and twists. So we are doing multiple <laughs> flips and twists and try to land on our feet. And there is a lot of fear involved in the sport. You know, it can be scary sometimes, especially when we're learning new tricks or we're on a new site or the weather's a little uneasy or nerve wracking. And so there are a lot of challenges and obstacles to overcome in the sport. And especially from the mental side of things, um, the entire sport and our jump only lasts a couple seconds. And so when we're at the top, we have to be very focused and ready to go in that exact moment to do what we need to do to get on top of that podium. So we train for hours and hours and do hundreds and hundreds of jumps just for a couple seconds of competition. And so there's a lot of pressure and nerves involved in that. And so it's really important for us to be able to learn how to cope with that and to calm ourselves down. So for me at the top of the hill, visualization is really important. So I think like literally through the jump in my head before I go exactly what I want to do, I do the arm movements and then deep breathing is really important for me at the top of the hill. I take three deep breaths as I am in the gate, ready to hop turn to calm myself down and then I turn my skis and I do a jump, get to feel the feeling of flying through the air. And then landing the jump is just the best feeling in the world. But of course, it's not always a perfect landing. There are going to be times where you crash and you fall and sometimes it hurts and you need to get back up. And um, a lot of the times we have to get back up to the top of the hill to do another jump. 
And I think a big part of this is just taking each jump at a time, you know, and even if it's in training, taking it day by day, jump by jump, second by second, you know, it's really important to just be present in the moment and not stress too much about what has happened or what could happen and just be focused in the moment. It's pretty cool. You know, I always said growing up, if I had a superpower, it would be to fly. And now I literally get to get pretty darn close to that. Oh my gosh. I, I would, I would probably need to be on like a harness to try it if I'm being honest, but I am, wow. I cannot wait to see you compete. This will be so exciting. Um, okay. So your life is absolutely full of adventure, which brings us right back to our cookie season for 2022, which is, um, all about adventure. These girls are going to climb with courage. They're going to reach new heights. They're going to they're not going to do aerial skiing with maybe with their cookie money. Who knows? Um, so you've like you've done so many different things. You've walked the red carpet in gowns in New York. You've seen the Northern Lights in Finland. You've reeled in a 110-pound halibut. Like, what? Crazy. Um, in Alaska. Had to add that. So I have two questions. What has been your favorite adventure so far? And what is your next adventure on the horizon? Oh, my. My favorite adventure. That is so tough. Yeah. Can you do uh, one? The Inca Trail to Machu Picchu Marathon was definitely pretty amazing. It was the toughest marathon in the world. And we ran this course on what normally takes people several days to walk. And I did it in nine hours and I was the top female finisher. And it was just incredible getting to see the Andes Mountains and and learn about the culture in Peru. Um, So that one was pretty neat. One of the passes that we actually in the mountains that we had to go up and down the other side of was called dead woman's pass. And so it went up to 14,000 feet and it literally made it the toughest marathon in the world, but it was all worth it in the end. And we got to, you know, finish at the ancient ruins of Machu Picchu and see the llamas just wandering through Machu Picchu. So that was definitely a really cool marathon. They all had their unique things, but that one was pretty special. And then on the horizon, I think right now I'm just looking forward to the Olympics and getting to be there. Obviously it's going to be very different this year Um, with COVID and everything. It's not going to be a normal Olympic experience. And so um, that part is going to be different, but it still will be so excited. I'm so excited to be out there and, you know, get to this world stage and get to compete there. Yay! Oh my gosh. Incredible. And you know what? We'll just put on for uh, on your calendar. We'll put on the 2026 Olympics as well. So there you go. You'll have <laughs> another another adventure to look forward to too. Absolutely. Um, this is amazing. Thank you so so much for joining us. We cannot wait to see you compete at Beijing 2022, and we will uh, see you very soon. And where can everyone find you? You can find me on Instagram at wintervanecki, and then my website is just wintervanecki.com. So it's W-I-N-T-E-R and then V-I-N-E-C-K-I. Perfect. Thanks, Winter. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed our interview with Winter Vanecki. Oh, my goodness. I literally was, when I was editing this, I watched that interview back, and I was, I was inspired. I literally loved everything that she had to say. Um, I loved when she talked about Team Winter and her dad and just everything that she's been able to do with that. Um, Also just hearing about all the places she's gotten to travel and 
all the amazing, like you heard about all the places she's run, done marathons around the world. And I think it's great that her family is just so supportive of her and all her dreams and just really encourages her to dream big and accomplish everything she wants to do. And that she never let her age or being a girl stop her. Not that that would ever stop her or stop anyone. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah. And I just, I think she's just so inspiring and just to hear about everything that she's accomplished. I think she's, she's only like what, 25, 24, 25. Um, yeah. Winter, you are an inspiration. So yeah. And she was also the first winter to compete at the winter Olympics. So, I mean, just add that, <laughs> that's the list of accomplishments. <laughs> Go winter. And Winter actually released a book in November of 2022. So you can check out Winter's book. It's called Winter's Rise. Um, you can actually go to wintersrise.com and you can check out her book. I can't wait to read it. I absolutely loved um so in our first season, Michaela Ulmer from Me and the Bees actually had a book. I read that cover to uh, cover to cover before I did my interview with her and I was so inspired. So I have to get my hands on Winter's book, Winter's Rise. Um and uh, yeah, and see everything that she has to share because I'm sure it'll be just as inspiring, if, uh, just as inspiring as our interview with her. So I can't wait. So make sure you follow Winter on her Instagram at wintervanecki and check out her website wintervanecki.com. And we are so going to be looking forward to seeing her compete. Hopefully, knock on wood. We got this. You got this, Winter. At the 2026 Winter Olympics in Italy um Milano Cortina so we can't wait to how many years do we have we have like three years I can't believe it's been a year already since the Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics so okay three years start the countdown you got this okay <laughs> thank you so much for checking out our first episode of season two stay tuned to meet our next guest in our next episode our episodes come out on Tuesdays and Thursdays and I can't wait for you to check out the next one and catch up on the other ones that you missed <laughs> so definitely make sure you share this podcast smart as a cookie with all of your friends and we'll see you for the next episode thanks winter <laughs> see ya I hope Smart as a Cookie inspires you as you follow your heart's dream. Let us know what your heart's dream is and how you are following it and how our interviews have helped you to achieve your goals and achieve your dreams. And if you're a Girl Scout, how helped you this cookie season? To learn more about USA Girl Scouts Overseas, visit usagso.org. USA Girl Scouts Overseas brings Girl Scouts to daughters of military, foreign service, and American expat families around the world and to girls in American or international schools. An operating unit of the Girl Scouts of the USA, USAGSO ensures that no matter where American families move, they will have access to the Girl Scout leadership experience. Follow USA Girl Scouts Overseas on Facebook and at GS Overseas on Instagram. You can also follow me, Christina Lachaga, your host, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, pretty much wherever, <laughs> at Christina Lachaga. And I can't wait to hear about your favorite episode, your favorite guest, and your favorite moment from Smart as a Cookie. Hey, so here's our disclaimer here. So don't forget that our interviews were filmed for USA Girl Scouts Overseas Cookie Rally 2022. Our special guests have been up to a lot of things since then. So make sure you check out their social media, websites, and official channels for everything that our guests have been up to since then, their recent updates, 
all the amazing products that they're working on, the products that they've been releasing, the competitions they've been competing in, whatever they're up to, make sure you go and check out our social, their social medias, support them, follow them, and see what they've been up to since. And if you like the music that you heard during this episode it's rsvp by me christina lachaga so you can check it out on spotify apple music uh youtube google play wherever you check out your music and listen to your music you can add it to your library and you can add it to your playlist thanks for listening (laughs) thank you so much and i'll see you for our next episode talk soon and remember you are smart as a cookie (laughs) No, go get a Girl Scout cookie. <laughs> See ya. I bet you're back.